Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast for the Vineyard Church in Brenham, Texas. My name is Joel Knox, and I'm the senior pastor here. If you haven't already, you can check out our media archive on our website, vineyardbrenham.org, or go to our Facebook page at Vineyard Brenham for more media or information about our church. We're so glad you joined us, and here's this week's message. Well, that song was written and performed by Rich Mullins, the singer-songwriter. And that was off his album, A Liturgy, A Legacy, and a Ragamuffin Band. It was released in 1993. And he raises a really, I think, a really important issue or important question about being like Jesus. Have you ever tried to be like Jesus? <laughs> yeah. Is that a trick question? Well, it's not really a trick question, but have you ever tried? Yeah. I think it's safe to say you, you know that it's hard to be like Jesus. A couple of weeks ago, after church, got a phone call. Uh, my mom has a, an emergency alert system that calls us before it goes to 911. And I got a phone call and I missed it. Like, okay, there's something going on at home. Danelle missed hers. 911 is called. Okay, we got to go. We got to go check on mom, see what's going on. Well, we got there and uh, there was an issue with the toilet. This is right after church. Had a good service that morning. Well, if you've ever dealt with a toilet, you know that things can descend rather rapidly. And I won't get into the details, but in the moments I was dealing with my toilet, I was not living like Jesus. I'm just here to tell you. And I think Rich got it right. It's hard to be like Jesus. Well, before I get started, I, I just wanted to see if there might be anyone who'd like to share a testimony. Anything that happened maybe in the last week or so. A couple of weeks if you haven't been here with us. Just give you some time. Going once, going twice. Well, we're beginning a new series today. And I'm calling it Practicing Spiritual Formation. It kind of sounds fancy. I, I, I know that. But I, I want to make, as I start this, I want to make a suggestion. And it might sound kind of crazy. Are you ready? You already see my, my title slide. We can live like Jesus. You heard me right. We can live like Jesus. Now, it won't be easy, but we can do it. How do we do it? I think we can see from the way that Jesus lived, every day of his life, he was dependent on the presence 
of his father and the Holy Spirit at work in his life. And for Jesus, and he was the son of God, it was difficult for him. Even though he was fully God and and he was also fully man. And in Philippians chapter 2, Paul talks about what Jesus did while he was on earth. And he uses a term that, that... we recognize as being limited. The word he used was he emptied himself of his godly deity. All the benefits of being God. He He was fully God. But he limited himself by being a man. Now, for us... We can't do anything in our own strength either. We try. But our strength, if if it was hard for Jesus, for us, it's even harder. But Jesus explained how he did it in the Gospel of John, chapter 5, where he said this, I tell you the truth, the Son can do nothing by himself. He does what he sees the Father doing. And whatever the Father does, the Son also does. Now let me ask you this question. Have you ever seen what the Father was doing in your life? Have you? You've recognized it? You've seen it? Where do we see God at work in our circumstances? Have you ever seen God at work in somebody? Maybe it comes through someone who shows an interest in following Jesus. Maybe it's in a relationship that's just getting started with a neighbor or someone that you work with. That's the Father at work. Little things. You know, sometimes we think it has to be like some big production, but a lot of times it's a small thing where God's at work. So, to take our cue from Jesus, when we see where the Father's at work, then we we focus on that. Where is God at work? Focus on that. When we see God doing something, Focus on that. And then later, Jesus shared the secret of living this kind of life. And I've shared this before, but I think it, it, it bears to, to share again. In the Gospel of Matthew, Jesus said, Come to me, all you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and let me teach you because I'm humble and I'm gently humble. Sorry. I don't know where I got that from, but it's East Texas. Yeah, definitely. I am humble and gentle at heart. 
and you will find rest for your souls. I, I know you're paying attention because we, we've, we've done this one before. <laughs> for my yoke is easy to bear, and the burden I give you is light. How many of you have ever helped someone? Maybe you're carrying a piece of furniture. And you're on one end, they're on the other. Somehow your end doesn't seem like it's very heavy. You ever done that? I used to do stuff like that with my dad all the time. And my dad was smaller than me, and I never could understand. And, and I, I would try to carry my load, but my dad somehow ended up taking the brunt of it. That was just his way. He, he liked to take the load off of me. Now as I got bigger, it, 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 that changed a little bit. But when I was young, definitely, I thought I was helping my dad, and I, I'm hardly even doing any lifting. And that was because my dad did the heavy lifting. Well, when we allow ourselves to get into the yoke with Jesus... He's doing the heavy lifting. But the trick is, and this is, this is where it gets, it gets difficult. Whenever that load gets light, you got to stay in the yoke. Don't fight against it. You know, if, if, I don't, I've never dealt with ox or oxen. But I can imagine if you've got one that's fighting this way and one fighting that way, it, it's kind of hard to wrestle what's going on until the, the animals settle down and agree to work together and go in the same direction. If we can ever allow ourselves, if we can ever make ourselves submit our will to Jesus' will, then we can see that that yoke becomes easier to bear. But a lot of times, you know, we're fighting so much, we never, we never notice. And it seems like it's difficult because it's, it, it feels heavy. I mean, if you get pulled a direction you don't want to go, I'm sure that the, the resistance gets heavy. It gets tiresome. And I heard about this, just funny things that you think about. I heard somebody say one time that they had a problem with a, with a particular cow. And they were having problems with the cow. And so the way that they fixed the issues with the cow, they, 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 attached, they connected it to a donkey. And the donkey, and, and, and they didn't yoke them together, but they were, they were, they were roped together. And the cow is, you know, wanting to go all over the place. Well, the donkey kept leading that, that cow back home. And when the, the, when the cow got tired of fighting, you saw the, the donkey come walking in the gate with the cow in, in tow. And we, we tend to do that. We, we, we fight, we struggle, we want our way. And then when we get tired of struggling, that's when we find out that, well, this isn't so bad after all. You know? Now, we can talk about animals, and we can talk about, like, 
these, these pictures of things. What does a day in the life in the easy yoke look like? Have you ever thought about that? What does it look like? This is, this is Mia. She's my friend. And, and she likes to come visit me while I, while I preach. What's well, cool? I, I, I think it's cool. When, when we first went to a vineyard church, and I, can, I hope you don't mind the little aside. We'd been in a big church, and our son, when he was young, was, was, was sick. Danielle had to take some time off. Well, it, it was a big church, and they wanted Danielle to be at church. And at one point, we, were, we had, a, had some kind of meeting, and they were, they were upset, and they even insinuated that maybe Danielle just didn't want to come to church, and so she used our son as an excuse. True story. So we went to the Vineyard Church there in Jackson that basically made up our mind that we wanted to be Vineyard. Middle of the sermon, the pastor, he's preaching, and he was, he was preaching, a, he, was, he was a really good preacher. He was a preacher. And he was in the middle of preaching, and all of a sudden in the back where the kids were, you hear this scream, and then this little boy comes running in. It was his, his little son, John Hart. John is probably 25 years old or older now. But he was about four or five then, and he came in, and he's crying. Well, Dad just scooped him up, put him on his hip, and just continued right on preaching. And we looked at each other and was like, this is our kind of church. <laughs> so, anyway, thank you for that. So, what does a day in the life of the easy yoke look like? We've got all our demands. We've got the things that we're responsible for at work. We've got the things that we're responsible for with our children. We've got the things that we have to do, right? Yeah. I mean, we can't just give it all up and just sit around and, and play harps and, and sing. We have responsibilities in this life, right? So what does a day in the life look like? Well, I think... In Scripture, probably the clearest picture is in Romans chapter 12. And I'm going to read from the message. And I've read it before, and I'll probably read it again. Because I, 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 I read this thing several times a week sometimes, just to make sure that I'm tracking. Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. Paul says, so here's what I want you to do. God helping you. Take your everyday, ordinary life. You're sleeping, you're eating, you're going to work and walking around life and place it before God as an offering. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing that you can do for Him. And don't become so well-adjusted in your culture, that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God. And you'll be changed from the inside out. 
readily recognize what he wants from you and quickly respond to it. And unlike the culture around you, always dragging you down to its level of immaturity, God brings out the best out of you and develops well-formed maturity in you. I think I think she's here for the for the get go. I had to had to swap arms. Haven't done that in a while. Now, if you notice the things that Paul's talking about in that passage, this isn't something that just happens by accident. You know? Those of you who are organized, you know that organization doesn't happen by accident. It's a deliberate action on your part to order the things that are in your world. Right? Whenever we set out to do something like like a a to-do list, that's a deliberate action on our part to do these number of things. Now, I try to do the to-do list, but I end up going all around my to-do list. And then, so I, I'm, I'm still working on that. And God's still working on me. So just so, so you know, if, if, if that ever happens and, Joel, you were supposed to, yeah, I'm working on that. So, but in the case of what we're talking about, Living this kind of life is a deliberate pursuit of an intimate relationship with Jesus, moment by moment, in the power of the Holy Spirit. So how do we cultivate that kind of relationship? How do we do that? Yeah. Stay close. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah. It, there, there's a there's a term the our posture that we're leaning in toward the Lord. Well, I think. It all starts, and and Paul kind of alluded to this, that it starts with making the most of our time. We all have 24 hours a day, and we're supposed to get somewhere between maybe six to eight hours of sleep a day. Some of you might do better than that. Some of you might do a little worse. So... Subtract the the six to eight hours, and then we're looking at, what, 16, 18 hours that we have that we're awake. And some of those hours we may be awake, but we're not actually functional. You've got to have your coffee. You know, even then it it might be a stretch on some days, right? Well, I, I heard something from a guy just a few few weeks ago, and it just really, I, and I've been stuck on it for a while. And he talked about 
the difference between critical time and regular time. And the terms, you know, like, um, how many of you have ever heard the, the term kairos? It's like critical time. You know, imagine that to be like the two-minute warning in football. You know, it's critical. You know, something, something important is going to happen during this time. And then the rest, oh, yeah, it, the countdown before service. We've got to be ready to go at 1030. That's what that countdown means. And so far, we've done a pretty good job of that. Okay, you can't scratch that because they can hear it. It's good to have help, though, isn't it? Okay, I'm going to have to switch you again. What are you feeding this child? Oh, just kidding. Well, there's kairos time, and then there's chronos, which is just regular time. Well, in the course of our lives... Unless we're, you know, Tom Brady. I want to get that. Okay. Well, this was fun. We've got to do it again. Okay? Oh, you got an owie on your toe? Is that better? I hope y'all don't mind. I... I I'm almost done, so. So, so we're, if you're following me, the critical time versus regular time. Unless you're Tom Brady, most of us don't have a lot of critical time. Now, there's things that have to get done. We have deadlines. We have things that we're responsible for and that sort of thing. But on the scale of things in the course of our day, it's not that much. So we have all this time that's been allotted to us, regular time. And those are the times when Jesus wants to meet with us. Maybe while we're doing our laundry. Maybe while we're cleaning the house. It might be in the course of doing our job and doing the part of our job that we really hate, Jesus wants to meet us there. Yesterday, Brian and I were, were working in the hallway back here. I'd, I'd encourage you, if you have time, just go peek and just see all the carpet's gone. It's, we're making progress. It's a work in progress. Don't, don't look too closely because it, it's kind of dirty. But, um, but you'll see the, like the, the in-process thing. Well, we were running this, this grinder thing yesterday. I don't know if you've ever seen it. It's kind of like a floor buffer. It makes a lot of noise. Oh, it, it's nasty. Gets stuff all over your clothes. Well, I'm back there, and, you know, and they're like, oh, man, this is hard. And, and the weird thing was you have to sometimes kind of have to shift it to make sure that the blades catch the, the, the gunk because, you know, it's supposed to scrape it all off, and that stuff's on there. It's not going to come off. You try it with a little, little hand scraper, and it, it, it's, it's slow. So we're doing the, doing the grinder thing, and, it's, and, it's, and it pulls. And, you know, and, and at, at one point, I, 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 was, I, was, I was exhausted. My, my, I felt like my arms were going to fall off because it, it, it pulls this way, and it pulls this way. It's, it's a power tool. 
And I'm sitting here and I'm fighting with it. And, and, and in the middle of that, I, and, and it was, you know, when I was thinking about this message, I, I just started talking to the Lord. Lord, I, I, I don't like this right now. I feel nasty. It's hot. But I trust that you're here with me while I'm operating this machine. And you know, it didn't make it any easier. It still was hot. And I sweated through my clothes two or three times over yesterday. But the whole time that I was working, I was at peace. And that's the kind of peace that Jesus was talking about, about being yoked with him as we do this thing called life. In the book of the writings of Jeremiah, the prophet spoke on behalf of the Lord when he said, this is what the Lord says. Stand at the crossroads and look. Ask for the ancient paths and ask where the good way is and walk in it and you will find rest for your souls. Over the next 12 weeks, we're going to explore the ancient paths as Jeremiah describes them. And we're going to be looking at the disciplines, the practices of the Christian life and how they can help us in our relationship with Jesus to draw us closer to Him, to help us experience His presence in the midst of our regular time. And so I want to encourage you to do this. I want to, I want to encourage you to participate. Make yourself open to what the Lord wants to do because I think He's more than willing to meet us. Yeah. You know, we're, we're just, we're so busy. And one of the things that we've learned during this, this pandemic, you know, we've had to slow things down. And we started noticing things. Like, yeah, it, it really is nice to be able to eat dinner at home instead of eating out all the time. Well, because you're not really able to anymore, so you have to eat at home. But to be able to, to do the things that when we slow down and we start noticing things that, well, this was really good whenever we got to do that before. Why did we stop doing that? Well, because we got busy. Well, we need to start doing that again. I've heard that from a lot of people, that they've had time as they've slowed down to start experiencing things that the way that the Lord can, can bless and the, He can work. So, so will you join me in this? Will you join me in, in this pursuit to draw close and, and experience intimacy with Jesus. Would you do that? Okay. I want to do one last thing. If you would stand with me. I just went blank, but there was, who was the guy that said that 95% that of life is just showing up? Was that Woody Allen? You know, somebody, they, they said that, 
95% of life is just showing up. Just making ourselves available. So I want us just, just in our, in our closing moments here, just to make ourselves available to Jesus. So it, it, however you want to, want to express this to the Lord, just say, Lord, I'm making myself available to you. Come, Holy Spirit. We want to experience you. We want to draw closer to you than we've ever been in our lives. And we want to meet you in the midst of our regular time. Meet us, Lord, in in the work that we do. Meet us in our responsibilities. Meet us in those things that we don't even like doing. But you're present in it. Holy Spirit, come right now. Lord Jesus, I make myself available to you. I make myself available to you. Show me how to live this life like you lived it. Because I want to experience your peace. I want to experience your rest. I want to experience joy in the midst of trials. I want to experience your comfort at times when I might be hurting. Come, Holy Spirit.